So the big question is this, how do busy moms like us transform our lives and the lives of our families by simple everyday things without a medical degree? This is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. Hello and welcome. This is Dr. Krista Ryan with Corner Chiropractic and Laser Clinic, as well as Miss Dr. Mom. And guys, I have a new podcast. It's called Baby Bump. You can look us up on iTunes, Stitcher, Anchor, any other podcasting uh, site. Uh, We should be on all those platforms. If we're not on yet, we're going to be there very shortly. Uh, So the podcast, the full name of the podcast is Baby Bump to Baby and Beyond, but the short name is Baby Bump. So just look us on up under Baby Bump and you'll be able to find us. So I wanted to get on here because I have talked about ketosis in the past and I told you what had happened where um, I had this liver problem and that wasn't getting resolved through my medical doctor and so I was really struggling to find a solution and answer and I went to a naturopath and she had told me to basically start the paleo diet. Now when I started the paleo diet I was doing great. It didn't really find that there was a change in my body. I did lose maybe a little bit of weight uh, with a paleo just because I was off of all sugars and carbohydrates. Mostly I was doing things like sweet potatoes and and beans and legumes. And uh, anyway, so my husband um, ended up kind of getting me on a ketogenic diet, which really significantly in a very short period of time changed uh, the way my body was functioning and it actually changed my results with my health and I was so excited and pretty happy about that like it lowered my blood pressure it uh, changed and more most importantly changed my liver enzymes because if I left my liver enzymes super high in a number of years I um, basically the internet was saying that I had maybe 10 10 years to live which was very eye-opening for me and this is what basically the driving force behind me making that change and actually finding a solution outside of what my medical doctor was saying because she had just given up and she's like she's like yeah it's out but she wasn't going to do anything about it she had done an ultrasound and nothing came up so that was the end for um her checking things out further so I'm getting on here today because I ran across a story when I was talking to somebody that I really felt like it will really explain the ketogenic diet in a much better way. So what happens, and this happens with a lot of foods that we're eating, what happens is that sugar is a really, really fast burning substance. So um, and actually, I, I did a little podcast on sugar because I had a patient ask me to do one. And so if you guys have any questions or please ask, reach out. I'm happy to help. I'm happy to post podcast, podcast episodes so that you can reference it again. And uh, anyway, so this ketogenic diet, when we burn sugar, and this is why sugar is so bad for our body, is that uh, we need it for our brain to function, which is a very good thing for our body. But uh, unfortunately, when we eat large quantities, our body doesn't know what to do with it because it's a really fast burn. So here's, here's the example, and this is what I found so insightful, was if you're sitting around a campfire and you light a piece of paper, um, when the paper burns, it burns hot and quick, 
just like sugar in our body. Uh, it burns hot, quick, and then it's done and you kind of run out of steam, run out of fuel. You don't have any lasting power throughout the day and our body does that too. So our body, it strains and our liver uh, struggles to um, function with that quick burn. It has to do stuff with the extra energy that gets produced during the quick burn and uh, and then that's it. And then we get into this rut and we're tired at four o'clock in the day and we're dragging our feet. And so now if you look at things that take a little bit longer to process and help our blood sugars stay a little bit more stable because sugar throws out our blood sugars, as I think everybody everybody knows, and especially diabetic patients know because they monitor sugar very closely. I guess it all comes down to the fact that protein is a longer burn than sugar. It's just not the best burn according to people that really subscribe to the ketogenic diet because protein is one of those things that will break down slower so you have a slow and steady input of sugar or um, a slow and steady energy source coming into your body that is burning in a way where it's more consistent. It's not that bright flash of fire and then you're tired and exhausted for the rest of the day, but it's going to give you uh, energy that's more sustaining. That's like putting logs on a fire where the energy coming from protein is more of a slow burn where you can kind of warm yourself up, but and you're not going to burn out right away. But when you're looking at a ketogenic diet, the fats actually take longer to burn than the protein and it's a different type of source so your body burns it in a way that it's like putting coals in the fire where the logs are going to last for a couple hours but the coals are going to just simmer and stay there forever as long as you're not going to throw it out with water and so uh, when you're looking at the ketogenic diet and when you're looking at these different diets, you want to know what your ultimate goals are and ultimate outcome is, and then you want to act accordingly and you want to do it in a way that is providing that quick, the medium, uh, longer term burn or that uh, really slow burn. So you want to know what the source of your fuel is so that you can really um, put together an energy plan that allows your body to maximize the sources of energy when it's needed at the appropriate times that it's needed for. And so I hope this information is very helpful. I just found this so insightful when uh, I had a speaker actually mention this and it just really kind of came together for me because um, I learned this in school, but just putting it in that fire analogy uh, is something that probably will stay with me forever. And I'm going to use this again, guys, just so you know. So uh, we don't want that quick, short burst because you're going to be exhausted the rest of the day. What's going to happen to your food and your fuel source is going to be completely gone and you're going to be searching and looking for that next meal instead of doing a longer source where, okay, I can kind of get through the next few hours or um, the keto, I can get through 
a fast. And I think that's why there's such a push nowadays to do the intermittent fasting, which intermittent fasting means that you eat for a certain amount of hours during the day and then the rest of the day you don't eat. Now that doesn't mean you're not drinking things or filling your body in other ways, but it does mean that your body has to be able to metabolize stuff for a long period of time. So the reason why we say breakfast is because you're breaking your fast first thing in the morning. Now you fasted for eight hours for as long as you've been to sleep. But intermittent fasting is I'm going to fast for 16 hours. I'm going to fast for 22 hours and I'm going to only eat intensely for a certain amount of hours. And when you're looking at a ketosis or a keto diet, uh, you're going to try to maximize the fat burn But because it's such a long-lasting coal fuel, then your fat burn can last a lot longer and your body's not going to tank. You're still going to have energy. You're still going to have life going into the body and your body is actually going to reserve uh, and, and really burn the reserve fuel in your fat cells. So that's why there's been such a push towards a keto diet. And I hope this really clarifies and brings some insight into some of the diets that are out there, what the benefits are and what it's actually doing to your body and why you want to um, move towards something that's going to be a little bit better. Now, I'm not saying that the keto diet is the go-all, like the be-all and end-all, because keto is really not a long-term diet. It's it's usually meant for therapies, rehabilitation, uh, quick, kind of quick fat loss. It's not meant for something that's over, sustained over the long-term, uh, because there are things, like you've got to be really careful and do it right and monitor it and make sure that you've actually got ketones in your body. So it's a very intensive um, it, there's a lot of intensive work around keto. Uh, so I hope this does a lot of clarification and I think that you should be having uh, a little bit of light bulb come go off just like I did. And I want to inspire you to really take charge of your health and really move forward in the day with saying, hey, I'm going to learn something today and I'm going to make changes in my life and it's going to affect the people around me because I am going to be a leader. I am going to be the person that stands in front of people and lives their life by example and other people can look at that and get inspired and they're going to be like, yeah, I want to be like that person. I want to really take charge of my health. And I think everybody goes through life and they have people that they kind of look at and they're like, yeah, that's my, that's my hero when it comes to health. That's my hero when it comes to relationships. And you really want to be that person for your family. You want to be that person for other people so that we're not all in the same boat and we can move forward together and we can inspire other people to live a healthier longer life. And you want to bring that not just for yourself and your family, but you want to kind of show that in the community as well. So guys live with passion, really enjoy, 
enjoy learning about health because it's such a fascinating journey. This is so awe-inspiring and there's a lot of stuff out there that we just don't know. Even now with the amount of science out there and a lot of, like, I used to think that Oh, science kind of knew everything. There's no other areas to explore. But the more I learn about the body, the more I understand that we've just touched the tip of the iceberg. We've actually separated things into systems and we have no understanding about the overall picture. Like we're just looking at one cell. We're looking at the uh, circul- circulatory system or the you know, the endocrine system, which is your hormone system. So you don't want to just look at systems. You want to look at, okay, our body is more than just a system. It's an interaction between, you know, the hormone system compared to the heart and the circulation system compared to the breathing and respiration system. Like these systems and our body is one. You can change your feet and affect stuff in your head. I did this on a podcast. So uh, when you touch over your ears, and if you just press in a little bit, you can kind of feel some nodules. And these nodules are, um, they can be quite tender. Now, if you're standing normal, uh, you won't feel, they won't be as tender as it when you cross your feet. If you cross your feet, those nodules will be amplified and you'll feel more pain. And the reason for that is because our bodies, when we change the bottom of our feet, it's going to change your position in your body, but it's actually going to affect your head and change the bones, bone position in the head. And so everything interacts within the body and science has no clue and no grasp or understanding about all these things and how they work together. It's very difficult in a scientific way to narrow things down and just look at one system at a time because we are a whole system. So guys, live with passion. Be an example for people. Be a superhero to your family. Be the health guru in your community and live with passion Live with longevity and look towards your future. The podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more strategies to change the health and lives of your family and friends. Subscribe right now and listen to upcoming episodes. While I make every effort to broadcast correct information, guys, I'm still learning. I will double check all my facts, but realize that medicine is constantly changing science and art. One doctor may have a different way of doing things from another. I am simply presenting my views and my experience on how to deal with complaints that will be as evidence-based as possible. I welcome any comments, suggestions, or corrections of errors. I take no money from drugs or device companies. By listening to this podcast or reading this blog, you agree not to use this podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical conditions in either yourself or others, including, but not limited to patients that you are treating. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast or blog under no circumstances shall doctor a miss doctor mom uh, be or contributors to the podcast or blog or any employees associates or affiliates of miss doctor mom be responsible for damages arising from the use of this podcast or blog